peeps, it's me again, back again with another podcast on deck, and this time we're going to talk about conspiracy theories, and they're basically running themselves ragged on people that they assume understand their conspiracy theories. Um, this is about people like Kanye West. Lately, people think that Kanye West knows something um, that we all were already speculating on ourselves that would know. And he's some kind of inside clue as to whatever is going on. I'm going to tell you something about Kanye West. What you see here is a man basically going through what we call a midlife crisis. What that is, is something that happens to sometimes men or women when they reach a point in their life and their life just sometimes marriage-wise goes into jeopardy. They're in panic mode and they're basically upset and angry. And what they do is just go all out, go in a disastrous way of life, just basically trying to crush and just trying to carve out an anger. And they're upset that they can't do it, anything what they want. In fact, here's an actual uh, definition of what that is. Let me look at this up for you guys because I know you guys might say, well, what do you mean a midlife crisis? And here is one, they actually have one for men and also for women, so, and even for certain age groups, so this might even benefit for you guys to read this. So here's what it says, a midlife crisis, and this is from a website, it says midlifecrisis.com, or surviveamidlifecrisis.com it's called. What is a midlife crisis and is not the end of your marriage? Finally, a way to extend end those anxiety-ridden, sleepless nights, dwindling, and painful things your spouse has done and said while you're worrying about your own uncertain future. For men, here's the button. Has your wife suddenly become a woman you no longer recognize? As if everything changed overnight. Is this not the woman I married? Is a frequent thought that crosses your mind as you struggle to rationalize or to make sense of what happened to your marriage? In midlife crisis, depression post-traumatic stress syndrome is whatever you call it when your wife is in deep emotional crisis and you have an emotional important decision to make. Are you going to weather the storm with your wife or throw in the towel? Every divorce is built on the same system that created during the first 10 years of childhood for most of us is during the time the future of your marriage is locked and decided with a few people the ability to buck what is injected into the brains of those first 10 critical years this course has greatly helped me understand says this person compassion for my wife and also stop blaming myself for accepting the state of mind of our marriage i am a chaos kid so i definitely contributed to the marriage collapse <clears throat> i'm growing in confidence and not as a reactive to my wife pushing to establish her own independence. I'm not able to be more calm. Says this one man. And de definition of chaos. And kids specifics. About how to respond behaviorally. When all sorts of negative emotions were all over the place. So helpful worksheet. When I get my wife back. And I was also very helpful to make an emotional workable tangible. A very needed for a man. Says this man named Jonathan Gordon. An actual name withheld to protect his privacy. So I'm just saying, guys, this is what I'm saying. This is what is actually what's going on with Kanye West. He's actually going through what we call this. And for him, this is basically what happened. He married a woman who has seemingly become a different person overnight 
and you are married to what I call a chaos kid. This woman whose upbringing was traumatic, neglectful, or chaotic. There are different degrees of neglect that create a chaos kid, but the bottom line is conventional marriage advice will not work for this chaos kid. What, where do you and your wife fall into the chaos purpose scale? And so it says on here, where you were raised on purpose to a chaos kid. I'm worthiness. I'm not worth it. I hope. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm very part of value. Purpose. Mom and dad each enjoy each other's care for each child. And then the other one, where's the chaos, is basically where it says, um, worthless or something it says. Divorce, abuse, neglect. A chaos kid is angry about their childhood, and their childhood anger is now directed at you. You have become the enemy, and everything you do is a threat, and it doesn't matter how good or bad you've been as a husband. If she was married to someone else, it would be the same story. The, there are five rules of a chaos kid wife you need to understand. She says she doesn't want, she doesn't mean, and she was what she means doesn't say. She believes she needs that are more important than yours needs. She sells herself, she's a, she sells herself as somebody she's not. She's, anything good you do or say she sees as a threat. She wants and sees you can't have and what she sees she doesn't want. In a hostile environment, you must become your best to avoid pushing her further away. Gives cards worth nosy notes and uh, affection would only push her further. Further away from you and add fuel to the fire. Now that we've confirmed your wife is a chaos kid, one of the most difficult things you've faced is understanding that you can't treat her like a normal woman. You try to rationally make sense of the situation. Buy a card for birthdays and holidays and apologize maybe often. Tell her you love her like you would in a normal marriage. See, this is why I feel like like what this website is saying. Like what they just said in some of these instances here and how, what you might be or able to do. So yes, I feel like maybe, I wouldn't say she, um, she had a bad childhood, but I could tell you possibly she might have had something that's probably going wrong. And I think what's happening is that It's just that he hasn't really been able to understand why his wife, you know, him and her just kind of went went where they're at. And basically, what I'm saying to you people is that what is going on is what you see is him just going crazy, flipping out, saying weird stuff. And that was just a brief um, expose I just read on the surviveamidlifecrisis.com. You guys probably have to read more about this yourselves to get to understand what I just talked about. And this is what I'm saying, people. I feel like what's happening with him is just like, you know, it's this is what it says. Here's another, uh, it says forhims.com. Here's another um, thing it says right here. It says, according to this here, the midlife crisis is more of a social phenomenon than a specific mental illness. And it's a term that refers to dissatisfaction, anxiety, feelings of depression or remorse that many men start to feel as they transition from first part of their adult life into the middle age. So I don't know if there was some things that she was doing that made him upset or he was doing that made her upset, which that's kind of what I felt when I saw them, you know, you know, they were just having to go through 
And they were just basically sort of like on, you know, he was doing things like, you know, supporting Trump. And then he was just wearing the MAGA stuff and saying things like slavery was a choice. And I feel like those things that he was saying, guys, I feel like that kind of just put her on notice in a way that made her realize it's not really actually, you know, something that she wanted to be a part of. And I feel like that's part of the reason why. And so, people, what I'm trying to say say this is that when him as a man, I feel like his midlife crisis. I feel like that's really what's going on. Like, he's like. He's just not happy where his life is gone. And he says there's some even more signs here. It says, what are the signs here of a male midlife crisis? Drop in life satisfaction, increased sadness, increased mood changes, spontaneous decision making, focus on change, ending plans or giving up, frustration, irritability, work, family or self, becoming withdrawn. And there's also things he's probably are doing himself too. But like I said, just keep in mind, people, what, why she basically was the one who cut off everything. I feel like for him, I think that's really what happened to everyone, is that this is why I'm saying, I believe, because I'm reading more about this, and it's saying basically some of the weird signs, which is what I just told you already. And yeah, out of nowhere, Kanye West is saying and doing weird stuff. Out of nowhere, he's basically saying weird and doing stupid stuff. And racially speaking, he's just, you know, pandering to the white supremacist ideology, if not trying to pander now into the basically the other pandering bullshit which is the other thing known for possible uh links to the white supremacy which is now the conspiracy supremacy mindset as well so i'm just saying people this is nothing new you, what you're seeing is a man who is just living his trivial life and it didn't go the way he wanted and it backfired and now he's just going crazy and weird he's not happy that his wife left him I feel like that's really what, what it boils down to. Kanye West did not like the fact that when Kim married him, it was brief, and she bailed. And, like, everything she does sometimes, it, it would just be fun, suddenly, spontaneous, but she just didn't want to stay with him like that. So, and it didn't help that he weirded out everything, like I said, racially speaking, with him just doing that because he... 
like I felt, well, like I felt was it had a lot to do with him supporting Trump. And this kind of comes back to Trump, by the way. And you might think, what do you have against Trump? Well, what would I not have against Trump is the real question. You know, as a Mexican-American, that's all, that's all I should answer to you anyways. But this is the point I'm trying to make, people. This dude is literally losing his wife over the fact his association with Trump. And it almost seems like his marriage got ruined because of Donald Trump. Instead of, you know, ruined because of his own incompetence, but because he was basically smoozing on his life, living that bougie, beyond belief style. He just was going all out, decked with everything, and just living it happily. He thought his life was just basically the picture-perfect cookie cutter kind of silly bizarre ideology and belief that oh my dad my mom we're always going to be together and we're all going to be a happy one monogamous family but that never became to be on his case you know and i hate to say this Kanye west like in kim kardashian's case they both had parents that were together but one of them actually had one of the parents die early in their age, while the other probably just wasn't there, was an absentee father, or separated or divorced, and just didn't want to bother with their own child. But the only one that raised them was their mom. So that's the only thing they had in common, and the fact that she was in Hollywood and so was he. And for him, he felt he thought he had something he could basically merge with, um, he could, you know, bond with, but really, there was nothing much in common with her and him because, you know, both of them just were over there living in the L.A. area, just, except he was living in, um, the East Coast over there in Illinois before he came over here to California, but anyways. My point is, people, is what I'm saying is that don't read into the conspiracies that you listen to, because I've been seeing them lately on some places like TikTok, Twitter. Thank God it's not Instagram, but yeah. It's mostly those two places cuz I'm mostly on Twitter and TikTok when I hear this nonsense. And I'm trying to tell you guys, just don't buy into his nonsense because he's just trying to just rat ram people through the mud with his so-called like uh weird bizarre, I would say the so-called conspiracy exposure or whatever. I don't think he's exposing anything as much as you guys think he's doing. I just feel like he's, um, yeah. He's basically, he's basically just saying this stuff, like I was saying earlier, about the midlife crisis. This is why I was talking about and researching online just now about that stuff and telling you live on this podcast He's not really that into deep into the conspiracies as you guys think. He's just literally, he's just kind of basically just upset. The way his life is going is not exactly where he wanted his life to be right now. Whereas that he wanted to support Trump openly. Whereas where he wanted to um, have his wife still support him visually, you know. And like I said, nothing came to be with Kanye West until his wife broke up with him after. And this is why I keep saying, remember this, guys, here's the bulletin point. After he started associating himself with Trump openly and supporting him and saying things like slavery was a choice, that's when Kim Kardashian dipped, to be honest. 
that's where all this distance shit came from. And I think for him right now, he is suffering a midlife crisis. Post-divorce, by the way. And this is why you're seeing him say all this weird shit right now. And it's not because he's been a total conspiracy theorist. Oh my god, if he was, why wasn't he doing it before? Think about it. He didn't do it before because there was nothing for him to basically socially, economically to do or say because there was nothing for him to lose because he was already getting everything. And like those weird people on TikTok and whatever places like uh, Twitter, they are reading into it. And also anyone who's on YouTube talking about and reverencing him in such a good way, you guys are just basically going off the handle and just reading too into his personality. At this point, not only his broken heart with his mother's passing was too much for him to accept, then on top of that, his wife bailing on him, according to him, I, I, I assume this is what's going on. Because, like I said, after he was saying things like slavery was a choice, after he was associated with Trump, you could tell that marriage probably was starting to sour from within, and he didn't realize it. There were probably signs that he missed. And this is why, this is why he's now complaining and accusing her of kidnap of his children and stupid stuff like that. Because this is basically what he was, a controlling man. And I think also, you have to put this also in hand, He's a controlling man who likes to control things. He likes to be in control of stuff and control people. But unfortunately, she's a free spirit. This That's why Kim is the way she is. And she just doesn't want to live the life of a controlling man. And I feel like he might be abusive, controlling, besides him not living the way he wants. And his emotional abuse probably he was doing to her. And now complaining about it like it was something wrong she did the whole time. Yet he was totally okay with whatever he was doing to her against her will and their kids' will. Like it didn't occur to him that their kids need to be looked after. But no, he only cared about what was happening to him within the time that he was spending with him and the children. And never minding that the kids were in any danger or if any, in any case, in any need. But yeah. I believe this people, he's doing this on purpose. And the only purpose he has for it is because he just wants to have her back. Even though he says he doesn't, he's lying. Believe me when I say this, he's lying. He's lying. Because why are you pressing so hard? Why do you have to have Kim always in your mouth, sir? What is she doing that you need to keep talking about her any other time of the conversation and you don't leave her alone? If you're saying you're not controlling, sir, if you're not saying if you care about her moving on and being with whoever she wants without any issue, to the point that now Pete Davidson has to get therapy because of his crazy ass, who says he isn't after her, but says otherwise with freaking Pete. I'm just telling you, people, if you haven't seen the signs of this man going through a midlife post divorce crisis i don't know what to tell you people at this point but he is going through that and he is totally not happy because he didn't have the what he wanted the way he wanted was how was he was trying to dole out with his wife being on his side and, and putting up with the stupidity which was that stupid slavery as a choice crap and then you know siding with trump and wearing his maga bullshit and now, with him now saying that George Floyd is somehow 
to blame for his own death with a fentanyl overdose. Which, how would the fuck he would know if he wasn't even there witnessing this in the state of Minnesota? is beyond me. So he, he's just talking out of his ass at this point is what I'm trying to say, people. So don't read into everything Kanye West is saying. Even if he talks about possible conspiracy, I'm just going to tell you guys this. What he's doing, he's just pandering to white supremacy. And now he's cleaving on to the new trend among, you know, white supremacists besides Republicans and as well as anyone on the political um, political sphere of things. They're cleaving on to the notion of conspiracies because one thing, guys, because they know they're going to get attention from obviously impressionable people like yourselves who believe that crap. Okay? What you're seeing is a man suffering emotional damage. His ego is bruised. And as well as he doesn't like the fact that his wife bailed on his ass is what it was. Okay? That's really what this man is bitching about. And in the end, you have him complaining and you have him as a dissatisfied man. And now he's basically bringing in Kim for all the filth because he was upset that she abandoned him, apparently, according to him. It's what it sounds like. And then now she's kidnapping their kids. It's just weird because that really isn't how that works. And for him having her public complaints put on places like Instagram and stuff. And now since he's been silenced by the media because of his nonsense... Yeah, that's why he went out of his way to buy Parlor, okay? I'm surprised he hasn't worked with Donald Trump on True Social because that's the place where his daddy, his daddy idol, is there waiting for his little champion, you know, his his African or something. That's how he calls it. It's really weird. But anyways, very racist too when you think about it. But that's what I'm telling you people. That's really what's going on. This guy is not exposing anyone all he's doing is just complaining going on off and then just saying stuff that we all want to hear because it sounds good and it sounds enticing and yes sometimes i'll read a conspiracy here and there but i don't read into it because none of it makes any sense sometimes but when i see something that makes sense that has something to do with my race and have to do with my people and impacted them in a way where it's like it affects them, then I might really take a listen. But other than that, I don't read into all these conspiracies because I know none of it usually is the truth. Some of it is just because, you know, these days, at least especially with what we're dealing with in today's crowd, is that people, and I say this, is that people like Trump knew how to basically gauge his audience in order to keep people interested in voting for him so he can become a crooked politician and that so-called drain the swamp. The only thing he did was just replace the swamp with a, with an even dirtier thing in the swamp. And nothing else came of it except just more swamp swamp this shit. Not really much replacing, more like just switching up. So, yeah, that's what you're really seeing, everyone. You're not really seeing a truth being exposed. You're really not seeing anybody and i say the words you're not really seeing anyone being exposed you're not you know what you're seeing you're seeing everything that they want to put out there for us to see they're no different than the media that we always accuse that is as a propaganda machine 
They're no different than anything else, people. I'm just trying to tell you. Kanye West, like Donald Trump, is just pandering to white supremacy and to conspiracy theorists now because it keeps them in power and keeps them with more wealth. What you're doing is paying into their nonsense is what I'm saying. Because most of the time that these people spew these conspiracies, let me tell you something. They're laughing at you guys already behind your backs. And in your faces. I don't know if you noticed. But if you notice about people with conspiracy theories. And they come from people's mouths like Trump and Kanye West. Always remember. These kind of people. Are just pandering. To white supremacy. To whoever is rich. And whoever. Is gullible. And very sickly sensitive. And also impacted by. The things that they'll say because they know that that's going to warm people in. And besides, I don't know if you guys notice is that they like to be good conversationalists between the masses. So if you didn't realize this already, then you were just basically having your head in the sand. The whole time you guys are thinking, oh my god, Trump's all the truth or Kanye West is the truth. When in actuality, Kanye West is going through a midlife crisis post-divorce and... He's not happy for where his life has been thus far. So he's not exactly a dude who has a peas in the pods kind of mentality. He's just really pissed off is what I'm saying. He's just mad that his life went out the way it did instead of the way it should have been. But the thing is, what he was doing with associating with Trump, it pretty much killed his credibility in a way. And then association with Candace Owens as well as that. All it did, it just ruined his marriage, I believe. And I feel like, I think, I, I believe to say this, he's more, I would say, conservative. And Kim is more, what I would say, liberal. And I believe that's what I'm saying. I believe that's really what it is. And people might not believe this from me. But his wife is more liberal because, you know, she likes the freedoms. And she loves to be free. And she likes to do whatever she pleases. And so, that's what I'm saying. And she doesn't have to pander to white supremacy. She just dresses like what her people are is white. And because she is white herself. So, that's what I'm saying, people. What you're seeing here is just your run-of-the-mill, midlife crisis, divorced, disgruntled man who's just not happy where his life went. So, he's just going off. And in the end, is just not happy. Where his life has been. And so he's just wreaking havoc. Basically going everywhere. Where everyone can see or listen to him. And he's just crying to the masses. About how there's some weird conspiracies here and there. To basically he's just confirming with his own self. That he's not crazy. But dude he's crazy. He is. He's crazy because he's upset. That his life is going out of order in his mind. And so he's not happy with the circumstance. So this is why he's acting as, as weird as he is doing. So yeah. I know you don't like to hear this people. Because I know you never do. But please understand this. The way I've been noticing Kanye West. Over the years he's been deteriorating ever since. Ever since. His association with Trump. You might think why would Trump be the issue here? Because that was the real reason why. He never had this issue with Kim. And I'm going to tell you something. You know when his marriage was good? It was before Trump. 
And when after he met up with Trump, it was after meeting with Trump, that's when his relationship started to sour with Kim. And that's why he ended up divorced with Kim. And that's why we're here now, people. That's what I'm saying. Just read the clues. Don't read into every conspiracy you hear from Kim's ex-husband. And don't read into anything what Trump has to say either. And anyone else that associate with these people or Candace Owen. So I'm saying Kanye West is just only upset because his wife doesn't want him anymore. And he has a hard time accepting that. That's what it is. Okay? Look at it whatever way you want to, people. But in the end, it is that. This is why he's going through what we call a midlife crisis. And he's a perfect candidate for that because he's going crazy. Now, I don't know if her childhood was bad. The only thing I know is that Kim's life was just that her father died early. Life was okay. Her mom did the sex tape thingy. That was it. And that was all we all knew. Because I bet you as soon... Let me tell you something, guys. I bet you if they got back together, you're going to not hear them go crazy anymore. Watch. I bet you. If this ever happened and they decide to reconcile their differences and they remarry or redate... You're gonna hear him not say crazy shit anymore. You're gonna say you're gonna you're gonna see that crazy stuff stop, but he's gonna still treat her the same way from previous of the marriage, and he's still gonna associate himself with Trump. So that's what I'm saying. More than likely that'll never happen. So in actuality, it's okay that he, they don't go back together because, you know, she's more liberal, he's more conservative, and he's pandering to white supremacy. She is not. And she actually has a business to run. Which is get, you know, convicted people who are not felons, who are accidentally put into the system against their will. And she's just continuing her legacy that her father left behind, which was, you know, being the law and serving in the courts. So that's all I got to say about this, everyone. Other than that, thank you for listening. This has been Rosie Says, and I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Sorry if it didn't sound like it's like a, a connected podcast through and through, but I just had to say, and I had to speak this off my mind because I know no one else is noticing these red flags about Kanye West, but yeah, that's what I've noticed. So anyways, thanks for listening, peeps. And as always, this is Rosie Says, and I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Hey, peeps, it's me again, back again on another podcast. I had this on my mind over the weekend, and I have to say, I'm not sure if it's okay to be celebratory at a time like this, but I don't know any time would be anything good, but hallelujah on the fact that the Stockton murderer was captured finally, and uh, the serial killer was just going crazy, wreaking havoc. Turns out in the news, he's been killing people since last year in the city of Orlando. In the city of Oakland, and he pretty much carried that to Stockton. I'm not sure if this man had any personal issues with Hispanic men in particular, but it seems like, for some reason, what the news contri- com- com- uh, compiled, I should say, my bad, was 
they compiled, and this is what they stated, that they said that he had an issue with, the like, something, and that his brother had a death, and for some reason it affected him, and so this is why he's been on a killing spree. Now, you might say to me, no, that's not possible. Just because someone got killed by police brutality or some kind of gun issue or some kind of, like, murder that had to do with a weapon that happened to be in a gun... That doesn't mean you go on a serial killer mode doing some revenge tour and wreaking revenge, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, and you would not be surprised either why. But at the same time, I'm wondering if this has anything to do with the police in Oakland or Stockton, wherever his brother was killed in, that might have affected him to do this. But since he was captured... He looks like he's, like, very upset. Like, his face looks like he's really pissed off. So, like, I don't know if he had a personal issue with some Hispanic man or if this was some kind of bizarre vendetta. But it seems like if this is tied to his brother, we can all assume something happened with his brother and maybe someone of the male Hispanic origin, specifically on the West Coast here. So I'm going to say Mexican of origin because, you know, that might just be because that's usually the... That's usually the uh, main race on the West Coast here is my race, which is Mexican people. So I could tell you, yes, that might be a possibility, but I don't know why he attempted to kill a woman that survived nine bullets and survived and happened to be a Hispanic Latina, Mexican person like me, I think. And she basically is alive and somehow survived that. Well, that's, that's incredible, but my goodness. Anyways, peeps, I'm just so glad in this jubilation that both the people of Oakland and in Stockton, California, up north from here in the Bay Area, can have a sigh of relief and feel a little safer this week and hopefully pressing forward. But I feel so sorry for the families that lost these loved ones that didn't need to be killed in the senseless killing just because they happened to have been on the street, homeless, or someone who was just you know, working late night and got off work or something or just traveling between hours and then they were caught up in this senseless violence. I couldn't wish that for anyone, so I hope my voice comes to you guys in your time of need to know that it's okay that even though they're gone, that that, that, that their death is not in vain anymore, okay? And that they were people worthy of love and even whatever happened to them, they were deserving of respect. And no one should ever die like this. No one. But I'm glad that the killer's off the streets. Hopefully it's safe for everyone, including the victims' families. Because that's the last thing they need. That is the last time they, 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 they need to deal with this. And I'm glad they got this situation under underway and was able to handle and stop this man before he committed another attempted crime. Because as they coined it, he was hunting, as they stated. I'm going to say this. If he had anything with law enforcement that killed his brother that happened to be Hispanic in origin, I don't know if that might be. I don't know if he dealt with someone of Hispanic in origin in a personal level. That might be. But, you know, they were just stating that that might be what impacted him to do this. But I'm like, you know, not to be mean, but a lot of people you come across every day in your life, not everyone's going to be nice to you. But that doesn't mean you have a right to go on a murderous spree. It doesn't make any sense. But what I'm more worried about since what just happened down in L.A. County 
and and now it's happening over here in the bay area is that we already as hispanic latinas already have our feelings already been what i like to call challenged okay we've been challenged this week if not last week with all this nonsense of the freaking la council and the racist biases against black people and all through this happening through hispanic heritage month i didn't think this was going to be something but this was weird but in fact amazingly sad that it happened anyways and i was shocked and i didn't know that they were attacking even their own which was quaqueños that happened to be indigenous even if they're short i don't know what their height has anything to do with this so those people of la council can go to hell they can shut up and they could just stop throwing our own race under the bus because we don't need that and yet so what if they were brown short people okay nuri okay miss martinez who the hell cares if they were short people of oaxacan descent in a korea town who the hell cares lots of short people travel every day other than them nationwide and you don't talk about them but still you don't keep the same energy for yourselves not like you're any taller than them anyways you're probably what, what and i'm approximating five feet between someone as my height as five four and then you're gonna lecture to someone who's probably what four feet tall so basically a meter shorter than you ah bitch please ah bitch please that's all i gotta say ah bitch please but my point is people is that what happened is just a common reminder that even our own Hispanic Latinos have our own issues too. But it was just too much when she said that she wanted to, you know, beat up a, a baby that was two years of age. I'm saying a baby, a toddler kind of age, two years of age. Still is considered a baby, but everyone calls them a toddler, so they're like known as the terrible twos for some reason. But anyways, yes. This kid that happened to be the son of this white man, I don't know what she thought that she was doing that thought it was hilarious, but to call him a monkey in Spanish, which is known as Changuito, and as well as saying that he was just, you know, misbehaving, that she would beat him up and that would shut him up and stupid shit like that. And also saying that the man is just carrying him around like some kind of parada bag or whatever she was fucking saying. She's an idiot, okay? How people raise their kids in this country is nothing like how we raise our own kids back home in Mexico. And that might be a different story, okay? Maybe at home a two-year-old wouldn't be lashing out because you would know how to deal with the El Cinto besides La Chancla for all the people have to know. But in America, how they raise kids in America, you don't raise them with weapons and with harm or threats of harm. You raise them with discipline and you throw them in a corner. Or you, you, you don't really throw them, but you just place them in a corner. They sit down facing the wall of a corner, sitting and think about what they do. But you still receive them in open arms and you still love them. And you don't hurt them or lecture them or insult them. Or even threaten them in any way. You see, what Nuri is talking about is typical Latino-ness at its, at its most brownness, okay? And while she's criticizing Joaquinos for being brown, the very brownest thing you could do as a Hispanic Latino of Mexican descent is also do the same as them. And basically 
you know, do what you do. Hit them with a chancla, hit them with El Cinto, and basically hurt them with, you know, hurls of nonsensical insults, threaten them, and stupid stuff, you know. And then that was socially acceptable in Hispanic Latinos because that's how they raise their kids in Mexico land, okay? Over here, this is America, so we don't do that here. And here we have more sensibility, if not more understanding and love. So as much as it pains people like Nuri, you know, to say what she had to say, but in reality, that's not that man's fault if he raises his son differently than what we would raise them in Mexico because we were in Mexico doing that stuff. Now, in America, you don't do that. In Mexican-American households, it's quite similar in Mexico to do the same because of being Mexican descent, but that's just a different situation altogether. But it's just, that's the same applied principle, but that doesn't mean it's right, though. So what she's saying is just that kind of crap, guys. So that's really why she said what she said. And so for us, Hispanic Latinos, we're already dealing with divisiveness, divisiveness, if you will. And then with this dude killing some of our people during the same thing over his hair month, that was just some hell right there. That was the last thing we needed. So I'm just saying, people, I'm glad we survived this hump, this hurdle of nonsense. I hope, you know, we can all move forward. I just know that right now, the volcanoes are feeling a little bit stronger today because they stood up for themselves and blasted back at that chick's face with some awesome bomb music from Oaxaca. So, hope you guys take a listen. I've been seeing some on TikTok, so I'm loving it. I really like it. I appreciate what they're doing for each other down there. But I don't appreciate these insults that people like my own Hispanic community like to do, which is hurl at people for no reason and then become the problem and not be the solution. And yet, says they can be the solution. I just don't see it, okay? If you were, you were. If you aren't, you're not. And so she's not. So obviously she should be out because her idea and mindset is just ridiculous and just so uncool. I know for us living in a modern time, that would be considerably progressive, but in actuality, that's how it's supposed to have been the whole time. It's just we've been learning over time to un- learn such bad habits bad methods and bad raising because we've been having a lot of kids that have been coming under with exposure of mental health and then there was this one tiktok that this woman came with her own issues and was complaining like saying that why are these kids on this side of the border complaining about some kind of like that they have issues they're having depression and stuff and then she said i had depression and i had this and that like i get it ma'am you probably did have your own form of depression. You probably did have what you went through. But unfortunately, what you went through, it was in your country. And at the time, during a time, it wasn't socially acceptable to talk about. Now we have technology. Now we have pretty much visual cameras on everyone, wherever we go now. Now we have to be accountable with our attitudes. Now it's like, oh, crap. Now we have to, you know, be more decent as beings. And instead, you're just complaining about us having to complain. It makes no sense. I mean, yes, I understand you went through some problems, ma'am. But there's a reason why people are now talking about it. Because now we're in a time where this is more socially acceptable to talk about our problems. And now instead of using a weapon to hurt somebody 
and get away or be racially divisive, we can also talk about how we can overcome this problem. I mean, this is something the Hispanic community has an issue with, is being accepting of darker-skinned indigenous people or those who are uh, the African race, and also the fact that we just have been so overwhelmed with all this colonization, we've been forgetting that this is something that people should not continue. And then we have people just not understanding why we're talking about stuff, too. So, like I said, for this Hispanic Heritage Month, it was some hell of a time for us. I'm just glad it's gone now. Hopefully next year's Hispanic Heritage Month will be better. We could hear about progressively awesome things to look forward to, you know. And we could talk about better stuff. But like I said, I'm glad the killer's off the street. I'm glad Nuri... And the other three male councilmen are gone. So all those four people, yeah, I'm glad they're gone. And then I'm also, you know, behooved to see that some people of the same race of Hispanic Latinos are just not happy that somebody is not understanding why we live in modern times to express ourselves, even as Hispanic Latino people who need to as well, because we've been going through our own pains and faults. Oh, and by the way, if you didn't know, this past Hispanic Heritage Month, people have been calling out this one lady who happens to be of African descent, and yeah, I'm going there. This crazy lady, this black woman, decided to go down to Mexico, and she's mad because she can't take advantage of poverty-stricken people because she's upset that she can't pay them below minimum wage or not even pay them at all because she's mad that she can't profit off of people who are profiting nothing for their lives to work for her and she's mad that some of them worked off the job you know for like a day or like walked off within the same day but it was only for two hours and she complained about this and now she's upset that people are like not understanding her business aspect and warning possible prospects of just not having business in Mexico because she's upset that they don't want to work for her but the problem is the reason why they don't want to work for her is because they're just getting paid in pesos. And that's probably why she's probably mistreating them, possibly. I don't know if she has any of those people still working for her or if they want to come on TikTok or Twitter to talk about this stuff or on Facebook, hopefully, and YouTube because that's usually where some Hispanic people usually be at. Um, and I think she's just upset that she can't profit off of nothing. And so... It, it just goes to tell you that she's just not really trying to be a decent human being. And what she's doing is just effectively ruining her own business and also ruining and wasting people's time down there without realizing. But that's okay. You know what? She wants to do that. That's okay. That's fine. But she has to realize something. When you do stuff like this, don't be surprised when people walk out on your um, dreams and stuff. It's because it's not about the dream. It was about unfair working conditions and it's all about not being paid a decent wage, being treated with respect, and being treated with respect that you also would want to be respected with. <laughs> oh, and anyways. Anyways, thank you for listening. This is Rosie Says, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast.